pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Chris Trapasso here for another episode of the Prospect Podcast. Going to go a little bit outside the box with this episode because there's something I've wanted to talk about for a while. And it's a theory that I have on football. And, and you know that if you've listened to this podcast over the past year or just even follow me on Twitter, really that I, I have a lot of theories that I put out there about the game of football, NFL draft theories, team building theories at the NFL level. I think we saw on Thursday night and are seeing this season the exam, prime examples of my theory that the NFL is not a league that is simply showcasing the best players in every on every single team every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday night that lead that there are players in this league that just need more opportunities that if they go to a team with a coach that wants to feature them, they can be a good player. I think there are more players that can really produce and are really talented in the NFL than we see every single weekend in week five and week six and week seven throughout the course of the regular season or even in the playoffs. Like to Ernest Johnson, who now famously was messaging a FL or AAFL teams, whatever that league was. AFL, I think it was. AAFL, yeah, whatever. The Not even the XFL, like the, the league below that, to get an opportunity to run the football for them. Rushes for over 140 yards against a pretty decent Broncos defense. Yes, he's behind the Browns offensive line, but that just got me thinking that, oh, here's a prime example, and I can talk about this on the prospect that there are players that it's not just if a player doesn't produce and he's not good. He's not talented enough. He can't play in this league. Give someone an opportunity and make him the focal point of your offense or make him the second read in a progression. If he's a receiver and he'll probably produce, I think other prime examples, and it's not just Ernest Johnson, other examples, I think prime example, Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. I know he had like addiction problems and whatever. He was like a, a blocking tight end in Baltimore and they never really wanted to throw the ball to him too much. 
and then suddenly he's an elite pass catching tight end. Like, I don't think that just happened overnight. I think the talent was always there. And John Gruden just fell in love with him as a pass catching wide receiver. And what, two years ago in training camp, he's like, oh, this is the most talented player I've ever seen. And then they just said, hey, we're going to throw him the ball 10 times a game. I mean, to a certain degree, like some some wide receivers just can't get open. Some corners just simply cannot cover. Some running backs just don't have the vision or the elusiveness to make defenders miss or run through contact. The contact balance didn't have that. Some offensive linemen just can't block. But I think there are prime examples all over the league. I think J.D. McKissick in Washington. J.D. McKissick. They have seen that he can catch the football pretty well. And they want to throw to him a lot. This is an undrafted free agent out of Arkansas State in 2016 draft class. Was with Atlanta, then Seattle for three years, flashed a little, then in Washington in 2019. And in the past two years, or in Detroit in 2019, and then the past couple of years in Washington, he's become like one of the better pass catching tight or pass catching running backs. In the NFL, if you have J.D. McKissick on your fantasy team, like he's that guy that can win you a league as like your flex player or your second running back. Like he has games of two games of five catches. And last week against the Chiefs, he had eight catches for 65 yards and eight carries for 45 yards. Of course, last year, he famously had 80 catches for 589 yards with two scores like Talk about PPR monster. That's J.D. McKissick. And they just said, hey, you know, this guy's pretty good. He flashed a little bit, maybe in training camp or in the preseason. We're going to make him part of our team. I think opportunity is very scarce in the NFL. If you are an undrafted free agent, you're a seventh rounder. There are so many players that we see go to a different team or on their sixth team after being cut a bunch of times or were only on practice squads, and they can come up and then they can play. Like, just throw them the ball. Like, get them the football, and they will make plays. Um, so I just wanted to start with that, that I, I, I think when you are surprised about someone like Ernest Johnson coming out of nowhere or um, – Darren Waller or J.D. McKissick. There was another one I wanted to talk about, too. I think to a certain degree, Hunter Renfro is kind of in this. Um, it's like entwined into this theory because he was a later round pick. But really, even at Clemson, like he, he was one of the primary reads for Deshaun Watson during his time there. And this is like a, a walk on like two star recruit. And I think certainly early on, he probably showed at Clemson and even in the NFL, like, hey, he can play a little bit. But a lot of times, slot receivers with Hunter Renfro's talent level and athleticism, they get looked at, they run a route, a cornerback blankets them in, in practice, and all right, never mind, he can't play. Get, get rid of him. He's done. And I just don't think that's, I mean, I guess it's not fair. Life isn't fair, but it's just funny to me that we say, oh, this, you know, X running back is terrible or Y tight end can't get open. Like Dalton Schultz, his second on the Cowboys with 31 receptions. 
Dalton Schultz. And I watched the film this week. I sent out a, 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 a TikTok on it. He's not doing anything remarkable. There was a like there have been a few catches where he's made some nice moves and and made defenders miss. Like the yards after the catch skill is probably a tick above average. But a lot of what he's doing, it's like schemed open. Like he's the tight end that is open on or or that is the first read on a play action bootleg. That little throw into the flat. That's like the staple of every NFL offense. It's like the first play run in a lot of NFL games. You fake the stretch run to the right. You bootleg the quarterback out after the play action. The tight end who's on the strong side of the formation uh, pretends to block for a second and then leaks out. Or maybe he's in the fullback position and he just runs across the formation at the snap. Looks like he's going to kick out the defensive end. on now the weak side of the play and... It's an easy completion. That's like what they're doing. Like Dak Prescott's throwing him the ball over the middle where he's just running right over the center, five yards, turning around. Like Dalton Schultz is another one where he's been an obscure tight end and now through injuries and other things, now he's second on the Cowboys with 31 receptions. Only two catches behind C.D. Lamb, who leads the team with 33 catches for all you math majors out there. Just another example of opportunity is a lot more. I'm I'm trying to like wrap my brain around like what the the actual thesis of the theory is. I guess it's just opportunity can create results more than we think in today's NFL. Like, and probably throughout time, and I would say even in the past, there was even a, a harder time for when the. the like the draft was further than seven rounds. Like it was harder for those guys to like make a ripple during practice or during training camp or a preseason game to then maybe get an opportunity to maybe run with the twos. And then, holy crap, now they're running with the ones. Like that was almost, that was very hard to see. I mean, not that there weren't any late round picks that became good NFL players in the past, but I think even still today, it's not easy to be that undrafted guy or late round pick who begins his career as a as fourth on the depth chart to get the opportunities needed to make an impact. Like to to see Laquan Treadwell, a former first round pick, 2016 draft, like still getting opportunities in the NFL. Yes, he's getting opportunities via Urban Meyer, and we know. Urban Meyer, how he is as an NFL coach through the first six games is like ridiculous to me. Like if Laquan Treadwell was even like a fourth or a fifth round pick, he would have been out of the NFL like two years ago. And I nothing against him um, as a person, obviously, but just because he was a first round pick, he's still getting opportunities on his like fourth or fifth team when he's like never produced in the NFL whatsoever. There's other receivers that not even just this year on the Jaguars, but on whatever team Laquan Treadwell was on in the past that were probably better than him, but did not get the ample opportunity to show, hey, I'm better than this first round pick because they wanted to make the first round pick initially in Minnesota, like prove to be a good return on investment and not be a bust. And then later on, like, hey, we're bringing in this former first round pick like he's super talented let's give him all the run with the run 
run with the ones today. Like things like that happen all the time. And I think if you look about or if you think about your favorite NFL team, that's there's not like you will find prime examples of that. Like in Baltimore with Tyson Williams, Peyton Barber with the Raiders. He was like a, a red shirt sophomore out of Auburn that came out. And a lot of people are like, why did this guy leave school early? He goes undrafted. Oh, it's one of those sad stories that where, you know, he got bad advice. He should have stayed in school. He lost out on a lot of money. But what? no, he didn't. He's still, he's on his like third NFL, second or third NFL team. And he's had a hundred yard game this season. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's all over the league. Taylor Heineke, another prime example. Like, this guy was, like, cut from XFL teams. And he doesn't look like the franchise quarterback in Washington, but he's going to be in the league for the next decade because he has proven that he can play. They He got an opportunity it was due to injury and whatever but he showed like hey just give me an opportunity like let me play a full game i mean yes there are times where there are quarterbacks that are probably really only third string quarterbacks that due to injuries and trades and whatever get a chance to start and they just look like wow this guy is not an nfl quarterback but i think they're we instantly throw players into that bucket like when they are undrafted or they are seventh round picks or they have been on five teams in five years if they don't immediately come out and have 100 yards. Well, it's not just due to the fact that a receiver isn't good and that's why he didn't have 100 yards. It's uh, they never threw him the ball. He was the fourth receiver in the progression or that quarterback never got to throw to the ones in practice ever. And he was the, the scout team quarterback playing against the first team defense and no receivers were ever open and his offensive line never blocked for him well enough to produce in practice. So Taylor Heineke is another example. I'm just looking at, at other teams in the NFL. Like it's think about your favorite team. There's probably someone on that team. Oh, I know who I wanted to talk about. Corderell Patterson is the biggest example of this. Like this is a former first round pick. He's kind of like he's, Kind of not the the exact example, but he's also kind of a, a prime example for the theory in that he was a first-round pick. So it's not like he didn't get the chance to become a good player, but he was a receiver early in his career with the Vikings. And every once in a while, they would give him a jet sweep. They would maybe hand him the football, throw him a screen. Some stuff that a lot of times 
running backs do. And now he's been on a bunch of teams. We saw it a little bit when he was in Chicago that they just said like, hey, we're going to like use you as a running back because you're not the best route runner. You don't have the best hands. And if you added Corderell Patterson early in your fantasy season, like your team's probably won the last couple weeks. Like they were on a bye last week. They come back from the bye this week. Um, but he's been really good as just a running back. And it's not like, oh, the Falcons tapped into this talent that no one knew he had. I mean, I guess they, they did in that they're like, hey, we are going to hand you the ball. We have Mike Davis, and that's pretty much it. So a lot of times it's a last resort, and these teams that overthink things, they get handed a luxury like, hey, we, we have really no other running back, so we're going to give the ball to you, Cordell Patterson, and he's been really good. He's been on the Vikings, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Bears. Now he's on the Falcons. He was a first-round pick in 2013, and that's kind of the was the book on him. I That was like my, my first year where I dove into um, the draft a little bit. Didn't do like the full draft class evaluation, but I, I remember at Bleacher Report doing like top five uh, players at each position. And he was in there. Like everyone loved him. He was a great kick returner. His yard jet for the catch skill was great. He didn't really do a lot of traditional receiver stuff, but he was labeled as a receiver. The Vikings picked him as a receiver, tried to make him a receiver, and he's just not a receiver. He's a running back. And now this year, like there are a lot of runs that he's made. Like I've, I've done TikToks on him where I'm like, look at this, like, Cordell Patterson, or actually, I think I was going to do a TikTok, but I haven't. I I probably will this week, even now having talked about it. Like week one, seven carries for, for 54 yards. The following week, under two yards per carry. The next week, under three yards per carry. Okay, see, can't really do it. The next week against Washington football team, six carries for 34 yards. 5.6 yards per attempt. And he's still catching the ball. Like they're using him. Like these stat lines five catches for 58 yards in a score, six catches for 82 yards, five catches for 82 yards, seven catches for 76 yards. He's not running post corners and dig routes and comebacks and shallow crosses. He's running screens and swing passes, and he's being the, the primary check down for Matt Ryan. So, and we, again, in week five, 14 carries, that's probably a career high. Maybe in Chicago, let's see. Maybe in Chicago, he had a season where he, or a game. Nope, never in Chicago. They they gave him the ball four times, once in a game. That's it. Maybe last year in Chicago. Nope, 12 carries for 30 yards in one game. 10 carries for 59 yards against the Lions last season in December with a touchdown on the ground. So like Cordell Patterson, no, like, do I think he's a top 10 running back? Absolutely not. But what he's been able to do as more of a traditional running back, he's most likely he's going to set a career high in rushes. Last year, he had 64 of them in 16 games. He already has 41 carries through five games with the Falcons. Like he's another example. Just give these players opportunities, or I guess it's it's kind of hard to do because there's just there's a numbers game you can only dress 53 and then you have to cut it down to 46 um that are your active roster but it's just funny to me that we throw players aside so quickly or just believe that an undrafted guy or a unproductive wide receiver just can't play i don't think that's the case i think opportunity 
absolutely matters in today's NFL. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening to the Prospect Podcast.